استغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So carrying on with the du'as that are to be recited at the different times we now arrive at the chapter Adabul Khala' wa Adhkaruh The etiquettes of using the bathroom and the supplications and du'as that are connected to that لَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي السُنَّةِ الْغَرَّاءِ بَيَانُ الْأَدَبِ الَّذِي يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَكُونَ عَلَيْهِ الْمُسْلِمُ عِنْدَ دُخُولِهِ الْخَلَاءِ وَحَالَ قَضَائِهِ لِلْحَاجَةِ وَعِنْدَ خُرُوجِهِ مِنْهِ That it has been mentioned in the sunnah, the etiquettes that are appropriate and suitable for a Muslim when entering the bathroom, when entering the area where you are going to relieve yourself and answer the call of nature. And during that time, what a person is supposed to do, and when exiting, what a person is supposed to do and say, وَهِيَ آدَابٌ عَدِيدَةٌ تَدُلُّ عَلَى كَمَالِ هَذِهِ الشَّرِيعَةِ الْمُبَارَكَةِ وَتَمَامِهَا And there are multiple etiquettes, multiple different things mentioned in the sunnah that a believer is supposed to do when entering the bathroom and leaving the bathroom. And this indicates the perfection of the shari'ah. And the completion of the Sharia. وَمَا مِنْ رَيْبٍ فِي أَنَّ الْمُسْلِمَ يَفْرَحُ غَايَةَ الْفَرَحِ بِتِلْكَ الْآدَابِ لِمَا فِيهَا مِنْ كَمَالِ الْحُسْنِ فِي التَّطْهِيرِ وَالنَّظَافَةِ وَالتَّنْقِيَةِ وَالتَّزْكِيَةِ بَلْ إِنَّهَا مَفْخَرَةٌ لِلْمُسْلِمِ وَأَكْرِمْ بِهَا مِنْ مَفْخَرَةٌ And there is no doubt that a Muslim is overjoyed at these etiquettes that have been mentioned in the sunnah which highlight and demonstrate the perfection of purification and cleanliness that a Muslim is upon. And it is something for a Muslim to be proud of that this religion teaches us everything, even the mannerisms of using the bathroom, the mannerisms of entering and exiting. It is mentioned in Sahih Muslim from Salman al-Farisi radiyallahu anhu qal, qila lah, it was said, it was said to Salman al-Farisi, قَدْ عَلَّمَكُمْ نَبِيُّكُمْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى الْخِرَاءَةِ اي حَتَّى كَيْفِيَّةَ قَضَاءِ الْحَاجَةِ 
that it was said to Salman al-Farisi, your prophet has taught you everything, even how to use the bathroom. فَقَالْ أَجَلْ Salman al-Farisi said to him, of course, of course, لَقَدْ نَهَانَا أَن نَسْتَقْبِلَ الْقِبْلَةَ لِغَائِطٍ أَوْ بَوْلٍ Indeed, he prohibited us from facing the qibla when using the toilet, whether it is defecation or urine. When using the toilet, the messenger forbade us from facing the direction of the qibla. أَوْ أَن نَسْتَنْجِيَ بِالْيَمِينَ Or that we should clean ourselves with our right hand. The messenger prohibited us from cleaning ourselves after using the toilet with our right hand. Instead, we know it is supposed to be with the left hand. أَوْ أَن نَسْتَنْجِيَ بِأَقَلَّ مِنْ ثَلَاثَةِ أَحْجَارِ Or that we should clean ourselves with less than three stones. Meaning when one cleans himself, it must be three cleansing wipings. Three wipings as a minimum. And then if more are required, then more. But three as a minimum. أَوْ أَن نَسْتَنْجِيَ بِرَجِيعٍ أَوْ عَمٍ And he forbade us from cleaning ourselves with bones or dried dung. Prohibited us from cleaning ourselves with bones or dried dung. وَفِي لَفْظٍ آخَرٍ لِلْحَدِيثِ عِنْدَ مُسْلِمٍ And in another wording of this same hadith, reported by Al-Imam Muslim fi Sahihah from Salman al-Farisi radiyallahu anhu qal Salman al-Farisi radiyallahu anhu said qala lana al-mushrikun that the disbelievers the mushrikun they said to us inni ara sahibakum yu'allimukum hatta yu'allimakum al-khara'a that the kuffar, they were mocking. They said, we see, or I see, that your prophet teaches you everything, even how to use the toilet. He teaches you even how to use the toilet. فَقَالْ أَجَلْ Salman al-Farisi replied with honor. He said, of course, of course. إِنَّهُ نَهَانَا أَنْ يَسْتَنْجِيَ أَحَدُنَا بِيَمِينَهِ He prohibited us from cleaning ourselves with our right hand. أَوْ يَسْتَقْبِلَ الْقِبْلَةِ Or for anyone facing the qibla when using the toilet. وَنَهَا عَنِ الرَّوْثِ وَالْعَظَمِ And prohibited us from using the dried dung or bones. وَقَالْ لَا يَسْتَنْجِيَ أَحَدُكُمْ بِدُونِ ثَلَاثَةِ أَحْجَارِ 
And he said, none of you should clean yourselves with less than three stones. Meaning with less than three wipes. فَهَاؤُلَاءِ الْمُشْرِكُونَ أَرَادُوا عَيْبَ الصَّحَابَةِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ بِمَا اشْتَمَلَ عَلَيْهِ دِينُهُمْ مِنْ تَعَالِيمْ مُتَعَلِّقَةِ بِكَيْفِيَّةِ قَضَاءِ الْحَاجَةِ The disbelievers were trying to mock Salman al-Farisi. They were trying to mock the companions. That your prophet teaches you everything, even how to use the toilet. You even get taught how to do that. They were trying to criticize and belittle and mock the companions about the teachings of the religion and that you are being taught even how to use the toilet. فَقَالُوا عَلَى وَجْهِ قَدْ عَلَّمَكُمْ نَبِيُّكُمْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى الْخِرَاءَةِ فَانْبَرَى لَهُمْ سَلْمَانُ الْفَارِسِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ مُبْطِلًا انْتِقَادَهُمْ مُحَطِّمًا تَهَكُّمَهُمْ So when they were trying to mock the companions like that, that you get taught even how to use the toilet in your religion, mocking them as though this is something silly, why do you get taught that? Salman al-Farisi with honor and strength rebuked them and responded to them and rejected their criticism and wiped out their criticism وقال بكل افتخار واعتزاز and he replied with complete honor with complete honor, not shyness and embarrassed, with honor, with his head raised, he replied, Ajal, he said, of course, absolutely, of course. لَقَدْ عَلَّمَنَا هَذَا الْأَمْرَ وَنَحْنُ نَفْخَرْ بِذَلِكَ Of course, he taught us these affairs and these etiquettes and we are proud of that. He taught us these things and we are proud of that. ثُمَّ أَخَذَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ يُعَدِّدُ لَهُمْ مُفْتَخِرًا شَيْئًا مِنَ الْآدَابِ الْكَرِيمَةِ وَالتَّعَالِيمِ الْمُبَارَكَةِ الَّتِي جَاءَتْ بِهَا السُنَّةُ فِي هَذَا الشَّأْنِ And with honor, and his head raised high, he said to them, of course, and he even started mentioning a list of some of the etiquettes when using the bathroom. He began mentioning to them what the sunnah has highlighted in regards to using the bathroom and the etiquettes of it. وَهِيَ بِحَقٍ تعاليم مباركة لا يعرفها هؤلاء ونظراؤهم من أشباه الأنعام And these teachings of the sunnah, they are blessed teachings Showing you the etiquettes of how to use the bathroom And how to cleanse yourself and what to say when entering, what to say when exiting These are blessed teachings of the sunnah That the likes of those mushrikun would not be aware of those who are upon clean, cleansiness like animals only, 
they would not know the reality of the purity of this religion and the cleanliness, cleanliness that we are taught. وَإِنَّمَا يَعْرِفُهَا مَنْ مَنَحَهُ اللَّهُ التَّوْفِيقَ وَهَدَاهُ لِهَذَا الدِّينِ الْحَنِيفِ فَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ عَلَى مَا هَدَانَا وَالشُّكْرُ لَهُ عَلَى مَا أَوْلَانَا So nobody would know this purity and cleanliness except those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives that guidance to and puts them upon the upright path. So it is praise to Allah that He guided us to these affairs and guided us to this purity and cleanliness that others do not have. So here now we will have a look at some of the etiquettes that have been mentioned in the sunnah. For when using the bathroom, when relieving oneself, يُسْتَحَبُّ أَوَّلًا لِلْمُسْلِمِ عِنْدَ دُخُولِ الْخَلَاءِ أَنْ يَقُولَ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الخبث والخبائث. The first thing from the etiquette is that when a Muslim is going to enter the toilet, then before entering, just as he's about to enter, he should say Bismillah, اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الخبث والخبائث. That's the dua. That, O oh Allah, I seek refuge with you from the khubuth and the khaba'ith. And there are different explanations as to what that means. And some of those explanations are going to come up now in a moment. And it is also mentioned in the hadith of Anas ibn Malik. Radiyallahu anhu qal. كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دخل الخلاء قال اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الخبث والخبائث And it's mentioned in the hadith in Al-Bukhari and Muslim from Anas ibn Malik that he said when the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to enter the the area where he would relieve himself, the toilet or the bathroom as we say now, he would say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubuthi wal-khabaith. That, oh Allah, I seek refuge with you. I seek refuge in you from the khubuth and the khabaith. So what are the khubuth and the khabaith? Al-khubuth, jam'u khabith. والخبائث جمع خبيثة وقد جاء في بعض طرق الحديث ذكر البسملة نعم So one of the meanings that the scholars have highlighted regarding the khubuth and the khabaith is the shayateen of the jinn males and females that you are seeking refuge in Allah to protect you from the shayateen of the jinn the males and the females of them, the khubuth and the khaba'ith. The male shayateen of the jinn and the female shayateen of the jinn. 
So you're seeking refuge in Allah from all of those shayateen who congregate in those types of areas. That's where they are in the bathrooms, in the toilets, in those areas where people relieve themselves and answer the call of nature. Those are the types of areas the shayateen congregate in. So you are asking Allah for protection and safety and security from those shayateen and those jinn when you enter those places to relieve yourself. وَيَشْهَدُ لِهَذَا مَا رَوَاهُ بْنُ مَاجَهُ وَغَيْرُهُ عَنْ عَلِيٍّ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ مَرْفُوعًا سِتْرُ مَا بَيْنَ الْجِنِّ وَعَوْرَاتِ بَنِ آدَمِ إِذَا دَخَلَ الْخَلَاءً يَقُولْ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ There is a narration which some scholars they say is authentic when you combine all of the chains of narration together and that is the narration of Ali رضي الله عنه that it mentions the concealment between a jinn a jinni and the uncovering of a person when you uncover yourself in the toilet to keep yourself concealed between yourself and the jinni the jinn is to say bismillah upon entering the bathroom bismillah to keep you concealed from the shayateen of the jinn in there and then also the rest of it, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubuthi wal-khaba'ith, that oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the shayateen of the jinn, the males and the females. That is one, to say that dua when entering the bathroom. Secondly, min al-adabi idha kana fi safarin wa dhahaba li qadai al-haja an yantaliqa hatta yatawara an ashabih. The second etiquette mentioned in the sunnah is that a person must go out of the sight of the people when answering the call of nature. When relieving himself and using the toilet, you must be concealed from the sight of the people. And this indicates and shows the impermissibility of using these toilets they now make, the, the urinal things in the walls, where everybody stands publicly like that, impermissible. The sunnah tells you, you must conceal yourself when relieving yourself. So if you are in that need to use the outside toilet, it must be in the cubicle, not in these public things on the walls. The second etiquette here tells you that the Muslim must conceal himself from the eyesight of the people when relieving himself. And that is mentioned in the hadith that is authentic in Sunan Abi Dawood from Al-Mughirah ibn Shu'bah. Anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama idha kana idha arada al-baraza intalaqa hatta la yarahu ahad. Al-Mughirah ibn Shu'bah radiyallahu anhu said that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wanted to relieve himself, he would go away from us to the extent where nobody could see him. He would go somewhere concealed and hidden where nobody could see him. So from the etiquettes is to conceal yourself when, and when relieving oneself. 
ومن السنة أن لا يرفع ثوبه حتى يدنو من الأرض And also from the etiquette is that a person does not remove his garments especially when it is outside and uh, in some of the places still you have to go away and conceal yourself in somewhere to not raise your garments until you actually sit down and you get down to the ground then you remove the garments. You do not remove the garments up and high and standing where somebody could still see you. Rather, when you lower yourself to the ground, then you remove the garments. And that is what is mentioned from the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. In another authentic hadith in Sunan Abi Dawood from Abdullah ibn Umar, radiyallahu anhuma, anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama, كان إذا أراد حاجة لا يرفع ثوبه حتى يدنو من الأرض. That if he wanted to relieve himself, he would not raise his garment until he got close down to the earth, down to the ground. And also regarding concealing oneself, the hadith of Abdullah ibn Ja'far رضي الله عنه in Sahih Muslim. كان أحب ما استتر به رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لحاجاته هدف أو حائش نخل. That the most beloved of the affairs that the messenger used to conceal himself with, highlighting that he used to conceal himself when answering the call of nature. Now one of those mentioned was that he would go behind some tree. Perhaps he would go behind some tree, some palm tree, to conceal himself there. In others, it mentions how he would go into some lower area of the ground behind some mound to be concealed behind that lower area from the eyesight of the people. Another one of the etiquettes, Again, this is more applicable to the countries where you may still have to do it outside somewhere. من الأدب ألا يبول في طريق الناس That you do not do that in the pathway, in the roadways of the people. And it is mentioned in Sahih Muslim from Abu Hurairah أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال اتقوا اللعانين Be wary of the two cursed ones. Be wary and protect yourself from the two cursed ones. قالوا ومن لعانان يا رسول الله And what are those two cursed ones? The messenger said الذي يتخلى في طريق الناس أو ظلهم the one who relieves himself in the pathway, in the roads of the people, or in the places of shade. In the roadways and the pathways of the people, obviously, because people are going to be using those roadways and pathways, and they do not want to be seeing people's defecation and urination on the pathways. And in the shade, meaning under a particular area where it's shaded, Normally out in the deserts and those areas where there is shade, that's where people will want to use 
to rest and to relax and to get some shade out of the sun. So if you go and use that place to relieve yourself, now you've taken that place off the options for the people to find some relax and some shade area. They can't use that shade anymore. They can't go and sit under that tree to relax anymore because you used it to relieve yourself in that area. So you are not to go under the areas of shade where the people would usually use to get some respite from the sun and to relax under. And in another narration, it mentions another one. Beware of the three accursed ones. And the extra one mentioned there is Al-Baraz Fil Mawarid. As well as the pathways and the shaded areas. The Mawarid, the watering holes. Where the people take their animals and they go themselves to fill up the water. To do it around the edges there, that is not suitable either. You're preventing the people from using that watering hole if you've gone and relieved yourself around that vicinity. So that is also mentioned uh, as impermissible. وَمِنْ آدَابِ قَضَاءِ الْحَاجَةِ أَلَّا يَسْتَقْبِلَ الْمُسْلِمُ الْقِبْلَةَ بِغَائِطٍ وَلَا بَوْلٍ احْتِرَامًا لَهَا وَلَا يَسْتَدْبِرْهَا Another one of the etiquettes when using the toilet is that you don't face the qibla when using the toilet. And neither do you put your back towards the qibla. So you're supposed to be facing either to the right relative to the qibla or to the left relative to the qibla. Not facing the qibla, neither 180 with your back to the qibla. Either to the side that way or to the side that way, that's where you should be facing when relieving yourself, not at the direction of the Qibla and not 180 degrees with your back to the Qibla, but to the side or to the side. That's where you should be facing when answering the call of nature. Uh, and the issue that of course people mention these days is that in our homes, these houses, the bathroom is wherever the bathroom is. The toilet is facing whatever direction the toilet is facing. You cannot really start doing building works and all types of things and change your bathrooms and toilets, especially the thousands that it costs. So what do you do if your toilet in your house happens to be facing the Qibla? Or it happens to be directly back to the Qibla? Then what do you do? going to have to put the no entry on your bathroom and close it up and that's it the scholars have mentioned that this ruling there is leeway in it <coughs> when there are obstacles between yourself and the direction of the qibla so in your homes there are clear obstacles in every direction there's a, a wall you are within that walled-off area. So no matter where you're facing, there is a wall in front of you. So even if you're facing the direction of the Qibla, you're on the toilet facing the direction of the Qibla, but right in front of you, you're not in the direction directly, there is a huge wall. And there could be multiple walls. 
And even if your back is to the Qibla, but then there's a wall behind your back before you get out. So there is no open facing of that direction. It is blocked off by the walls in your homes. And so the scholars, they say there is leeway in that then. And even if your toilet was facing towards the Qibla or directly behind the Qibla, it would still be permissible and allowed because you are blocked in by those walls and they are obstacles to your face or your back being directly in the direction of the Qibla. But otherwise, out in the open, then you would certainly make sure you're not facing the Qibla nor your back is to the Qibla. But in the homes, there is that leeway. Also from the etiquettes is that a person does not clean himself with his right hand. That when you finish, you always clean yourself with your left hand. Cleaning oneself after using the toilet, whatever form, urinating, defecation, that you use your left hand afterwards to clean yourself. It's mentioned in the hadith of Abu Hurairah, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّمَا أَنَا لَكُمْ بِمَنْزِلَةِ الْوَالِدِ أُعَلِّمُكُمْ That I am the equivalent of your father teaching you. I am at the level of your father teaching you. فَإِذَا أَتَى أَحَدُكُمُ الْغَائِطَّ فَلَا يَسْتَقْبِلَ الْقِبْلَةَ وَلَا يَسْتَدْبِرُهَا This hadith in Sunan Abi Dawood, Hassan hadith, as Sheikh Al-Albani said, the messenger said, so when one of you is using the toilet, then do not face the qibla, nor give your back towards it. وَلَا يَسْتَطِبْ بِيَمِينِهِ and neither do you clean yourself with your right hand afterwards. وَكَانَ يَأْمُرُ بِثَلَاثَةِ أَحْجَارِ And the messenger, again another etiquette, used to tell us, command us to use three stones. And the scholars have mentioned three stones or equivalent. So if people these days, they use tissue paper and those types of things, then at least three different wipings Get the tissue, do a wiping. Get more tissue, do a wiping. Get more tissue, do a wiping. Three times at least. Minimum is to do three wipings at least. And then if it requires more, then you carry on and do whatever more is required. But the minimum is to wipe three times. With three separate or three clean wipes. So it's not a case of just one tissue wiping three times with the same tissue but unless there are three different clean areas to it. Point is, with three clean areas to do three wipes. So you could have one large rock, for example, a large stone that you find outside. And you use one side of it to do one wipe, and then you are able to hold it in a way that you can use another angle of it to do another wipe, and then you can hold it in a certain way where another clean side of it, you can do the third wipe. So each wipe was done with a clean surface. So that is the point. Minimum is to do three wipes, three wipings, and each of those wipings with a clean surface. And really, really, the tissue papers are not 
sufficient a person should use some water with that as a minimum with the tissue paper at least something to purify that area in a better way and then also وَيَنْهَا عَنِ الرَّوْثِ And it was impermissible to use the dry dung. وَمِنَ الْأَدَبِ إِذَا اسْتَجْمَرَ الْمُسْلِمِ بَعْدَ قَضَائِهِ الْحَاجَةِ أَلَّا يَسْتَجْمِرَ بِأَقَلِ مِنْ ثَلَاثَةِ لِمَا فِي ذَلِكَ مِنْ تَمَامِ الْإِنْقَاءِ وَلَا بَأْسَ أَنْ يَسْتَعْمِلَ مَا يَقُومَ مَقَامَ الْأَحْجَارِ كَالْمَنَادِيلِ وَنَحْوِهَا وَلَهُ أَنْ يَسْتَنْجِيَ بِالْمَاءِ وَهُوَ أَفْضَلُ so the shaykh says, yes, you can use tissue paper and these things now, but what is better is to use water. It is mentioned in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, عن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا خرج لحاجته أجيء أنا وغلام معنا إداوة مما it's mentioned that when the Prophet ﷺ used to go out, conceal himself, to relieve himself, Anas ibn Malik mentions, this is a narration from when he was a young boy. He said, myself and another young boy, we would bring some, like a bucket of water, some type of uh, water to the Prophet ﷺ, so that he could then do the istinja, to clear, clean himself with that water. وَعَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ عِنْدَ قَضَاءِ الْحَاجَةِ أَنْ يَحْضَرَ مِنْ رَشَاشِ الْبَوْلِ أَنْ يُصِيبَ بَدَنَهُ وَثِيَابَهُ And the Muslim must make sure that no splashes from his urine get onto his body or his clothes. And it's very important that a Muslim make sure that no splashes get onto him or his garments. That's why the sunnah is to sit down whether it is for defecation, obviously, but even for urinating. A Muslim is supposed to sit down is the sunnah, not stand up and urinate. Some of these scholars of hadith, it's mentioned in a story one time, one of the scholars of hadith, he went traveling to go and meet another scholar of hadith. He wanted to ask him about some hadith. And he traveled to his area, to his home. So when he got there, when he was getting close to his house, this scholar of hadith saw the other scholar of hadith who he wanted to ask and speak to. And that other scholar of hadith happened to be outside of his home somewhere, concealed, urinating. But as he approached, maybe the angle or from where he was approaching, he could see the upper body of that individual as he was urinating, the upper body, and he could see that he was standing up and urinating. He could tell enough from what he could see that he was standing and urinating. So they say in, the, in this narration that this scholar of hadith who had traveled all the way to go and ask this other scholar of hadith some questions, when he saw that this other scholar stands up and urinates, he said, forget him. And he went, didn't even bother going and asking him. He stands up and urinates. He stands up and urinates, forget him. And he went. Because the sunnah and the etiquette of a Muslim is to sit down and urinate. Standing up, the splashes and everything, it's going to go in places. 
But sitting down is the method of keeping that in a, a good way. And it's mentioned in a hadith, مَرَّ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ بِقَبَرَيْنَ وَعَلَى قَبَرَيْنَ That the messenger walked by two graves. Hadith, authentic narration in Bukhari. And Muslim. The messenger walked by two graves. فَقَالْ أَمَا إِنَّهُمَا لَيُعَذَّبَانَ He said, indeed, these two are being punished in their grave. وَمَا يُعَذَّبَانِ فِي كَبِيرٍ And they are not being punished for something big. Or as they thought anyway, it wasn't something big. But obviously it was big enough to get punished in the grave for it. أَمَّا أَحَدُهُمَا فَكَانَ يَمْشِ بِالنَّمِيمَةِ As for one of them, he used to go around carrying tales between people. I heard this and I heard that and he said this and he said that and carrying all these tales and stories and lies slander and all types of things between people causing corruption. So he's being punished in the grave for that. الآخر, and as for the other one, فَكَانَ لَا يَسْتَتِرُ مِنَ الْبَوْلِ or مِنْ بَوْلِهِ The other one never used to uh, conceal himself when urinating. And in another version, لَا يَسْتَنْزِهُ that he never used to look after himself when urinating. Meaning the splashes and things used to get on him and his clothes. And for that reason, just that reason, he's being punished in his grave. Never used to look after himself when urinating. Splashes would get everywhere. Never used to bother, didn't care, didn't really take any attention. And for that reason, for that uncleanliness, he was getting punished in the grave for it. So it's very important that a Muslim looks after his purification وَلَا يَجُوزُ لِلْمُسْلِمِ Another etiquette now. لَا يَجُوزُ لِلْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَتَكَلَّمَ وَقْتَ قَضَائِهِ الْحَاجَةِ It's not permissible to speak when you are answering, or when you are using the toilet. It is not permissible for you to be speaking to people outside the bathroom and they're shouting something, you're shouting something back. It's not permissible to be talking whilst you are relieving yourself. And neither even to yourself. You're not supposed to be doing any dhikr when you're using the toilet. Even to yourself, you're not supposed to be talking, doing any dhikr when using the toilet. It's mentioned in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar, radiyallahu anhumah qal, anna rajulan marra wa rasulullahi yabul, fasallama alayhi falam yurudda alayhi. That on one occasion the messenger was concealed usually like in a pit with a, a, a mole, like a, something higher up on the side so you couldn't see maybe just a head or something. On one occasion somebody was walking by and the messenger was concealed in that way and the man noticed it is the messenger from the face at the top and so he gave salam. But the messenger was over there relieving himself and this man gave salam as he walked past. He saw maybe the head or something from the top. And he gave salam, but it says in the hadith, the messenger didn't reply to the salam. Didn't reply back to the salam. And that is because it is impermissible to talk and to reply to the salam when you are answering the call of nature, relieving yourself using the toilet. وَفِي الْحَدِيثِ دَلَالَةٌ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْمُسْلِمَ لَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُ أَنْ يَتَكَلَّمَ وَقْتَ قَضَاءِ الْحَاجَةِ لِأَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يرد عليه بشيء. وَلَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُ كَذَلِكَ أَنْ يَشْدَغِلَ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الذِّكْرِ وَالدُّعَاءِ وَالسَّلَامُ وَذِكْرٌ وَدُعَاءِ So a person cannot be engaged in any type of dhikr 
salam is a type of dhikr. So the messenger didn't reply to him, he didn't even say a word to him, didn't speak to him. So these are some of the etiquettes of using the bathroom. And the final one to mention is when exiting from the bathroom then at the end, when exiting from the bathroom at the end, إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمَ يُسْتَحَبُّ لَهُ إِذَا خَرَجَ مِنَ الْخَلَاءَ أَنْ يَقُولَ That you say, غُفْرَانَكَ That, oh Allah, I seek forgiveness from you. غُفْرَانَكَ Oh Allah, I seek forgiveness from you. And the reason why a person would say that, after having used the toilet and now leaving and exiting from there, the reason why you would say, oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness, غُفْرَانَكَ أي خوفا من تقصيره في أداء شكر هذه النعمة الجليلة أن أطعمه ثم هضمه ثم سهل خروجه فرأى شكره قاصرا عن بلوغ حق هذه النعمة فتداركه بالاستغفار. Some of the scholars said that is because you have now relieved yourself, indicating that your bodily functions are in order, you've been able to eat, you've been able to digest, you've been able to remove that from your body, all of those are tremendous blessings from Allah upon you. And a person realizes and recognizes how much of a shortcoming he has in thanking Allah for these great blessings he has. Even that, that he has a functioning body and he can relieve himself. So he recognizes his shortcomings and says, Oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness for the shortcomings that I have in recognizing and thanking you upon all of these blessings you've given me. Oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness. And another explanation some of the scholars have said is that a person comes out and says, Oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness because during that time he was in the bathroom, he had to refrain from any type of Dhikr. So it's as though you're saying, Oh Allah, I seek forgiveness for this time that I was unable to do any dhikr or uh, unable to do any remembrance. I seek your forgiveness and then he returns back to the dhikr. So those are some of the etiquettes of using the bathroom, some of the etiquettes that are mentioned in the sunnah regarding that and the du'as mentioned there. That is where we'll conclude for this week then. Inshallah ta'ala, we'll resume with the next chapter from next week. So we'll conclude upon that for now.